All right, hello, and welcome to the latest edition of the OmniTalk Spotlight Series, where we are again live from the NRF trade show floor. And we're here, as always, to discuss the technologies, the companies, and the people that are changing the future of retail. We are sitting here again in the show booth of our friends at Listener. And Listener, for those of you that remember, Listener powers transactions and better checkout experiences across the customer journey with the most advanced ultrasonic technology. Visit LISNR.com for more information. Listener, person, present, proven. They're also in booth 1206 if you happen to be at the show and want to check them out. All right, I'm excited. Anne, are you excited? Obviously. Obviously. We've been, we've been like, this is one of the, the interviews we've been waiting for, I think, for this whole week. So yeah. we're really excited to have you. Yeah, we've been geeking up about this brand for quite a while. Uh, our guest, I think I first met him at ETL East, which is one of my favorite trade oh, yeah. shows to okay. say, uh, back in last summer, like late, late last summer. Uh, we've kind of sprouted a friendship on LinkedIn, and it's been fun to just uh, chat back and forth. But I'm excited to introduce him today, and that's Justin Ng, the Omnichannel product manager and product owner for Canada Goose. Justin, welcome to the show. Thank, thank you very much for having me. Yeah, it's, it's a blast. So why don't we start? You're here at NRF. It's New York. It's busy. This is your first time at NRF, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Why don't you give us a, give the audience maybe, especially those down south, since you are a Canadian company, as the name says, <laughs> why don't you give us a little background on, on exactly who Canada Goose is? Yeah, absolutely. So Canada Goose as a brand, uh, we are an outerwear brand, but obviously we have so many other things that we do, uh, knitwear, rain jackets, and uh, many other things to come. But uh, we're a Canadian brand. Canadian owned and operated and we're based out of Canada. Uh, we've been in operations for about 60 years. And, uh, 60 we, years? 60 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. We make uh, the warmest jacket known to men and it's been rated up to minus 100 at some of our polls and many competitors and all the races and whatnot all use our products and we're very happy to, to represent them as well. So yeah. Yeah, who, who has to do that product testing at 100 degrees below zero well, at the poles? Well, we, we do product test uh, at certain areas uh, where, you know, we're minus 50, minus 60. And then some of our, uh, say, extreme extreme <laughs> racers will tend to go to areas that really do push the envelope and tell us, well, I was sitting at minus 96 or anything else. And I was totally warm and totally fine. So. Wow, we yeah. have a lot of we have a lot of cool stories about that. Well, and from two two people who have worn your jackets in a <laughs> freezer, yeah, so to speak, or in a, an ice cold room, I can attest to the fact that they do keep you warm. I was joking that putting a jacket on is like being in my mother's womb. Yeah. That's how comfortable and warm I am. But uh, but you said how many stores now again across the world? So across the world, um, we're constantly expanding. We're about fourteen stores. Uh, so I think we've got about six in Canada. Uh, we've got. Five or five stores in the U.S. and uh, one store in Europe. Okay, and there's a, a couple in China. Uh, obviously, I can't talk about exactly how much expansion we're doing in the next little while, but uh, I'm very excited to say that you know we're we're going global. So excited about the future. Yeah, excited about the future. Now, your your job title is one that I think Ann and I love: omnichannel product manager. What yeah. what exactly does that mean? <laughs> I, I like to tell a lot of people, especially in retail, uh, I'm that fun guy. I'm on the edge of innovation, especially across digital and, and also in the stores. So I'm kind of the guy that really helps out across the board. Okay. Um, especially if we're doing things, you know, online and also in the store. So I've got a very unique role and I'm very, very, it's, a, it's always fun to come to work. So. Yeah. Give us some examples. Like what are some of the maybe tactical things you're responsible for day to day? 
Yeah, so uh, one of the things that we did, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit later, uh, we have our digital store that was opened in Canada earlier, couple, well, let's just say in December, and um, I was responsible for a couple of products in that store. Uh, we have an in-screen kiosk that we browse in our uh, inventory list store. So it was a pretty key component to that experience, so uh, I, I own that piece. Uh, as well, uh, we have a unique problem of having lineups in mo- many of our locations, and uh, I'm an owner of that be- uh, particular piece of technology as well. So queuing is a, is a big big question mark for a lot of retailers out there. So. Yeah, and I think I met you giving a, a talk or moderating a panel on on uh, omnichannel inventory yeah. allocation algorithms. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you kind of run the you run the range here, don't you? I, I've got you a cover. pretty broad uh, broad range. Absolutely, yeah. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the, a couple of cool new stores. I mean, you have the store in the Mall of America, but probably the most important store that secured the most attention recently has definitely been the new store in Toronto. That's right. If I'm not mistaken. So tell us a little bit about that store. What is it? Why did it come about? Uh, lots of things I'm sure people would love to know. Absolutely. So the, the store in Toronto, it's there, there's no other store like it. And I think that's probably the best way to describe it. It's uh, We call it the journey and the experience. And it's one way to really uh, experience our brand. It's much more about knowing and learning about Canada Goose, uh, how we came to be, uh, how our product is the way it is, why we're function first. And then as well, we transport you in an entire experience to the Arctic to really understand, uh, well, your jacket really can go to minus 45, even though you might not be there, and how really capable uh, the function of your product really is. And experiencing that, experiencing our brand that way is is very unique. Well, um, Justin, will you walk us through what it's like for a customer to go into that new store? Because we've read a lot about it, but I'd love to hear your perspective and, and kind of the thinking that went into. The I would love to save it for a lot of people to come visit the store, but I'll give a little bit of a, of a, a, a snapshot of it, a little bit of a teaser as a spoiler, so to speak. But um, you know, anyone that walks into any retail mall in North America. Uh, you know, there's music, there's smells, there's noise, multiple noises from different places. But when you cross a threshold in our store, we are transporting you into the Arctic. Okay. And we're really going to drive that experience. One of the first things you do, and I think when you look online of our store, there is a ice floor uh, that when you walk on it, it cracks and you hear the noise. Um, it really does change. Then on top of it, it's not just sight and sound, but also we have a smell uh, in the air that really changes your perspective and it just transports you to a different place. You yeah. have to smell. You guys are doing things with smell absolutely. in the store. Yeah, absolutely. So it's one thing that, that many many of our guests, uh, and we call them guests, we're not necessarily driving just customers, but guests in our experience that uh, they go, oh, things are different. I don't smell the mall anymore. I, I smell, oh, this is interesting. And yeah. We, we explain it a little bit. Got it. Got it. We get it. And well, yeah, There's but a little bit of balsam fir and juniper in there. And really, balsam yeah. fir and juniper. And juniper. Wow. I want to go. This is great. I really want to go now. Yeah, I had no idea. What else you see? Well, I think um, I think one of the things is uh, you mentioned cold rooms earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the only cold room in the world that actually generates wind and snow. So you'll be able to go into and and you guys saw the cold room. Yeah. Uh, I think when you guys were in the Mall of America. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, this one's different. Yeah, um, we are not just the cold, the wind, the wind and the snow, but um, there's also some 
things showing you in that area that will be really interesting when you get there. It's a, yeah, it's quite not just an a experience. Yeah. It's meant to simulate the actual conditions. Well, it actually generates its own snow and it stays there. So you can pick up snow and oh have a little, uh, you know, and play with it and whatnot. It's, it's right in that room. And uh, we also have some product there for you to try to be at minus 20, I believe it is, or minus 15 that we've got it set to. So it's quite a different experience from our other cold room experiences across, uh, across the country. Justin, I want to know what goes into designing those experiences mm-hmm. because, for you know, Chris and my experience was like that sold us on the jacket. Is is the thinking that's going into designing these experiential stores, the cold rooms, the Arctic experience? Is it because you you are trying to kind of associate this um, this experience for a new kind of customer to bring them in? Is it awareness and PR kind of that helps with getting people in the door, or is it mostly motivated to like actually sell people and be like this is the deciding factor i i now need a canada goose jacket because i see that it works in this experience i think you mentioned a lot of good things there and, and that's definitely a lot of the the thinking behind that there is a lot of other motivations as well that go into that to really drive the experience i think one thing that you know we really separate ourselves to other brands is that uh, we're function first and a lot of people uh, just aware of our brand think it's just fashion and on the edge but we have a lot of function that people just want to know and then once and we hear a lot of it as feedback from that particular store oh well i didn't know this about canada goose or i didn't understand it really and now that i understand it i get it and they want more they want to hear more and they want to see more so i think you know a lot of the takeaways from the stores is that it really does extend that experience beyond i'm just wearing your jacket and uh, i think people really identify with that and People are really craving that kind of information in retail. Um, I think the days of people just buying a product and wearing it, fast fashion, so, so to speak, uh, we're definitely not that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think this is how they can really connect with us and uh, really, really bridge that gap. I think that's why we are so particularly drawn to this yeah. uh, retail concept, especially what you're doing in Toronto and what we've seen to a small degree in Minneapolis because we talk about it a lot, but really one of the important factors for physical retail that separates it from digital commerce is that there's an aspect of confidence that you can get in what you're purchasing, the tactile experience of retail. So you talked about how you're appealing to all the senses. You can see how you're doing that through the journey and then actually putting the coat on, as Anne, I think you told me once, in an actual environment that simulates the cold rather than in 72 degrees that right. you know occupies every other small store in the world. That actually makes a huge bit of difference on that on that psychological dimension. So, tell us too. I think you know, just as we close here, um, how does it all work then from a, a shopping perspective, an inventory perspective? Do you guys carry the inventory? Is it a showroom type model? How do you guys do all of that? Yeah, absolutely. So the journey itself is, uh, as our CEO says, we've taken a chance, and that chance is that we went with an inventoryless store. Okay, you did. We, we, we are completely inventoryless there, and we do have product for you to try on in the cold room, um, but you don't have an opportunity to walk out with, with product, and that's quite a huge departure from the, the standard mall uh, experience. And I think from that point of view, you know, we had to come up with how are we going to offer our customers still with some sort of shopping experience, and people are still able to purchase product at that store. And they also have the opportunity of same-day delivery. Uh, and if not, it would be next-day delivery to wherever they are close to the store. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and that's within a certain range. But it gives them an opportunity to still receive product. And 
our brand ambassadors and and they are they are what makes everything work in all of retail uh, they really do help bridge that experience mm -hmm. where you know they might have tried on a specific style in the cold room and then they will walk over to our kiosk to extend that experience and then we also have other areas to show them other fabrics and colors and whatnot and then they can actually process that purchase for them right there and at a certain time period a certain cutoff time we can offer them same-day delivery mm -hmm. so our customers are and our guests are still delighted with receiving a product and uh, if not they can get it the next day as well yeah you still get that so, gift when you get home so exactly to speak, which yeah, is also just exactly. equally surprising or if you already have a coat sometimes you don't want another coat right away it's kind of a, a especially if you're gonna shop in the mall for the rest of the a day a coat conundrum that you find it's a coat conundrum man yes exactly right well said wow you've been hanging around with me way oh, too I long well justin the the show is frenetic it's fast-paced uh we can't let you go though we can't let you get back to it without having you partake in our favorite game which is how millennial are how, you how millennial are we all right let's let's do it all right let's do it number one in the last week how many times have you ordered food or coffee through an app probably about let's say above 10 that's oh all i'm committing to God. wow all right 10. above 10 what's the what's the purveyor of choice are we doing uh, seems starbucks like starbucks is like probably the highest on that time okay. yes tim hortons but no mostly starbucks <laughs> okay. it seems to be the one can we get canada goose jackets sent to us through any app yet not through an app no Okay. But you can Not definitely do it app. online. Okay. Okay. Just, okay. Online. On Same our responsive website. Interesting. On your responsive website. Oh, I like what you did there, my friend. I'm a big fan of responsive website design. Nice. All right. Next question. Um, when you are, let's say, going to the grocery store, you just finished shopping, are you pulling out your uh, mobile wallet to pay or are you pulling out the real thing or cold hard cash? I, I always lean towards my uh, Apple Watch. So uh, your Apple Watch, yeah, I have to pay with my watch. Answer. So first ever. That's that's quite honestly how I usually pay, and I'm also a guy that shops at my local shops as well. I don't go to a lot of the big box places. And nice. They always laugh at me because I'm known as the watch guy. So do it. You just tap the watch. <laughs> just tap and tap and go. That's fantastic. I don't think I've seen really anybody do that yet either. I mean, I've heard people talk about it, but you're the first one on the show. Yes. To mention that, that's fantastic. Wow, you're way ahead of it. We got a mobile app drop. He's, yeah. Wow. All right. I mean, he's building web drop, virtual I mean. Arctic experiences. Are we surprised? Uh, okay. If you could only use one social app for the rest of your life, what would you choose? Maybe maybe I can do a shout out to all the young millennials at TikTok, but uh, I'm not a yes. great singer. But uh, probably Instagram is the one that uh, drives me every day. And okay. It's pretty funny because I've made a lot of friendships on Instagram. I probably purchased the most through Instagram, which yeah. is hilarious out of all the social apps I've ever been a part of. What was I hate thing? Instagram for it. <laughs> what was the last thing you bought through Instagram? Ooh, uh, let's say it referred me through to a Kickstarter campaign that actually Ooh. worked out real well, and uh, it was really cool. So I was already a Kickstarter person. So okay, I'm an early adopter on many things. And, it kind of just showed up, I think, and, and I was like, "Oh, let's let's do it." And I ended up I ended up being a backer right away. So, wow. what's your favorite guilty pleasure follow on Instagram? Oh God, that's that's not good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm a big food guy, so um, let's see the one that I'll admit to. <laughs> Otto Lenghi is probably one I always look at, and I tend to look at a lot of his food and try to see what I can do, and I always take away. So yeah, that's probably a good one. 
That's right. awesome. That's awesome. It. That was great. Yeah, you, you scored very high on that relative oh, to everyone else, amazing. which I had a feeling when some of the drops coming into that into that questionnaire. But uh, but hey, man, yeah, you're I at the show. Got a promotion in there too. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You're at the show for a couple days. Uh, if people are interested, they're like, hey, this was a cool conversation. And from my perspective, I've talked to you for a while, just personally on LinkedIn. Somebody that gets what omnichannel retail is all about, what the differences are between physical and digital commerce. Just a good guy to know, good guy to bounce ideas off of. If people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, you can reach me on my email. It's jing at canadagoose.com. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Justin Ng of Canada Goose. Thank you for sitting down with us today. Thank you as well, of course, to our sponsors and listener. If you're at the show, check them out, booth 1206. And for all of you out there, be careful out there.